Prabhupada is saying that uh, it's very necessary to renounce satsanga because satsanga is had by Bhagavad Kripa. Without Hari Kripa, you can never achieve, achieve the association of Sadhu Santas. You can never have that darshan. But if you are always in Satsanga and associating with Asadhus, then you'll be cheated of Bhagavan's mercy. Then no one can save you. Therefore, we have this independence. If, by using our independence, we can go either on the Satmark or Asatmark. According to the qualities that we have gotten, then we will go either on the Pravriti Mark, which is the path of enjoyment, then we will have to bear the consequences of the decision we have made. But if we are, if we are dependent on the desire of Bhagavan, then Prabhu's mercy, Bhagavan's mercy will be transmitted in our hearts. Then we will be very qualified. And uh, we will be healthy, spiritually healthy. So how can we understand that Prabhu's mercy is upon us? Therefore, as long as we do not have the association of sadhu, satsanga, then we must know that Prabhu's mercy is not upon us. Bhagavad Kripa is not upon us. Because only after meeting with these associates of Bhagavan, then by their mercy, sneha, blessings, we will be able to proceed and achieve the association of the Lord. And if you go in a Bhakirinasat Sangha, then how will we go in that direction? Any person desiring La Puja Pratishta desires fame, adoration, if he's very hungry for this, then, then according to that desire of his, he'll achieve the association of like-minded people. And the people he, has, he will associate with, they will also be of that same mentality. They will also want La Puja Pratishta. So, by and similarly, by Maya Devi's Kripa, then Asat Sangha is hand. Very difficult to escape from Asat Sangha. Asat Sangha looks very nice and chanting, but the consequence is very terrible. It causes so much sorrow. But by Bhagavad Kripa, the opposite is hand. If a person appears in a family, then his dynasty is pure, his mother's womb is made pure, and they say the entire nation is pure, purified by his birth. They say, if one gets satsanga by Bhagavad Kripa, then what will happen? If a person takes birth from the womb of a mother, then the womb of that lady is successful, because she has carried that baby in the womb for nine months. And the forefathers, if they are in Devalok, Svargalok, Pitralok, they will start dancing in ecstasy. And, oh, one devotee has appeared in our family. One of our descendants is a devotee. And even if they go to hell, then because of the, uh, by the mercy of that devotee who has appeared in their family, then Dharmaraj, he will, he will immediately release them from hell. 
person is only in jail until a person will remain in jail as long as there is no one to recommend him for release, for bail. But if there is a very influential person, knowledgeable and very renowned person, then just by his desire, by his recommendation, immediately that person is he receives bail and is relieved and is released from prison. So similarly, Yamaraj says, if any devotee is born in someone's family and this devotee is practicing the limbs of devotion, if he's doing sadam, then Yamaraj, Dharmaraj, he will, he will say, I will release you from hell immediately. Now go and take shelter of him. And you also practice Bhagavad Bhajan, learn how to do this, and practice these instructions in your life. What else what will happen? Asad Sangha, he will collect so many bad qualities. And then all these bad qualities he will collect. And no one will share the consequences. He will have to suffer from the consequences himself. No one will take a share. See, someone can take your piety away. But no one will take your sins away. You have to suffer the sins, the entirety of all sins, yourself, sinful activities. Once, once one very uh, wicked person was very, was with demoniac mentality. He came to Sadguru, and he said, "Oh Gurudev, you give shelter to everyone. You make everyone qualified, happy." So, fulfill my desire also. Accept me also. I also wish to be happy and be wealthy. Then Guruji, he said, already do one thing. When you sow some seeds in the field, you'll have to make the field, you have to clear the field of all weeds and make it fertile by plowing the field. And then you shall have to sow the seeds inside the field and then water these seeds at the, at the appropriate time. So right now your heart is full of so many stones, pebbles, weeds and so much garbage. It means your heart is full of anarthas. So when you become ready, when you promise that you will clear your heart of all these anarthas and when you imbibe these qualities of tolerance and patience, then I'll give you this seed. He said, no, immediately. You have to give me immediately your Sadhguru. Immediately deliver me. And he said, you see, if something is very cheap, it can be given easily. But if something is invaluable, it will not be given easily. He said, I will not help you. He said, no, help me. Right? No, you have to give me. He said, I am not your slave. I'm, I'm, I don't listen to you. Yeah, I won't listen to you. You see, you have so much garbage inside your heart. The reaction to so much sinful activities. You have to clear all this. You should learn to be tolerant. And you also have some piety. I'll also have to remove both your piety and impiety. And only when your heart is clear, then I'll both sow these seeds. And then the seed will grow into a beautiful creeper. You see, you cannot sow seeds in the desert or in places which are full of stones, in rocky terrain. You have to sow the seeds in very fertile fields. Not even in certain areas where the water is very salty. So I'll make you pure first and then 
Then he'll think, I'll never see my Guru again. No, I'll never, but then again he'll go in the morning. He'll sit there. Then again in the evening he'll come to meet his Guru. And then Guru would very lovingly tell him that my dear son, you see you've committed so many karmic activities, so who will then suffer from the reactions to these activities? So these people are criticizing you, torturing you, taunting you, abusing you. Then you must know that they're stealing all your anarthas away. Now they're collecting all your anarthas, so you're very fortunate. There must be someone who shall abuse you. See, now we don't even have anyone who will shoot at us. So, you'll have to tolerate everything now. They will empty your heart of all these anarthas. Then after one year, he said, Guruji, all right, Guruji, one year has passed. Now do you feel troubled by these abuses? They're just mad people, why should I care when they're abusing? Okay, you have this realization, good. Because people who are, who are of a bad nature, they only criticize people. That is their nature. And therefore now they've taken all your dirtiness away. Now do you realize this? He said yes. And in the evening again, the next day, people would come and they'd say, oh, how, how blessed this Guru is. Just as Guru is a wish-fulfilling stone, he has also transformed this Gunda into a great Vaishnava. We abused him, spat at him, tortured him, threw garbage at him. He said so many things to him, but still he never answered back. In fact, he touched everyone's feet. He said, how blessed this Guru is. Just see how he's transformed this person. Great devotee. If someone put chadar on him, they would bring flowers and fruits to him. They would garland him, offer pranams to him. And then in the evening, he was very happy. He said, oh, Guru. He said, Guruji, now I've gotten so many things. Now you have bestowed such mercy on me that I cannot even begin to explain. This is what happened. Just see how much wealth I've got. Money, pranami, things. Fruits, flowers, sweets. Yesterday, they were, just by looking at me, they would spit at me. When I would go to touch their feet, they kick me on my head. And now they're offering pranams to me, these same people. And Guruji said, all right. But learn, listen to one thing. Now again you have to sit for one more year. He said, oh no, I'm a king now. I'll gladly sit for one more year. Because you see, a, a prince, he is bound to become a king. So I'm your son, so I'm, so I surely be respected. So now, everyone, they would not even go inside the ashram. They would just see this person and they'd offer him baskets of fruits, sweets. Now, you see, then this person would bring whatever he collected to his guru. Now he would no longer bring anything himself also because now he had many followers. His followers would bring all these fruits and sweets to his guru. Then his guru saying, who are these people following you? They said, my followers. Every day someone or the other is giving me all these things. I need someone to carry all these things to you. Guru don't, don't be jadavarat. Else, they'll steal your heart. And then, They'll steal everything you have. Then you'll no longer remain mine. Then you'll not have any support. Remember what I'm saying. You're sitting there only on my order. Therefore they're giving you all these things. Now one year passed this way. And he said, Guruji, now two years have passed. So then at least now. So Guruji asked him, now do you feel you've been purified? Then he said, you know. 
said, no, just don't call me into the temple now. No, I'll just sit near the gate. Because everyone is respecting me so much now. They are coming for my darshan. They are respecting me so much. If I go inside, then who will know who I am? Guru made me sit on the street. Now I have become the king there. Now I will no longer sit inside. Now I will just stay outside the whole time. Now you stay inside, Guruji, I will stay outside. And Guruji, he said, Now two years have passed. Yes, two years have passed. Now at least give me Diksha. He said, alright. We see the Vaitarani River. Go bathe there. Because one who bathes in the Vaitarani River, then he will become free from the three modes of ventilation. Raja Tamasatta. And he will become Nirgun. Where is this Vaitarani River present? If you go to Jagannath Puri, then before coming to Jagannath Puri, this Vaitarani River is present there. It's a beautiful river. Now it's known as Mahanidhi. Very long and broad river. It's very difficult to cross this river also. Sometimes you see, the water is only knee deep and sometimes it goes 50, 50 feet deep. Sometimes it's dry and sometimes there's a flash flood. And sometimes you get, person is carried away by the current of this river. See, one person now is walking on sand and immediately he steps inside some quicksand and he starts getting buried alive. So it's very, this, this river is very dangerous. Very difficult to cross this river. So this person, he bathed in this river and he was coming back. There was one, uh, one lady who cleaned uh, the drains and all these things. So the guru asked my, da- my daughter, come here. Whatever garbage you collected, whatever you have swept, take all that dust and collect it in a huge pot. And when this person will return after having bathed, he is a very strong person, pale one, bodybuilder. He go on top of the roof and throw everything on his head. And this way he will be covered by whatever dust you have collected. And then run away from there. Or else he takes stones and beating you. Immediately run away from there. She said, alright. So then when he, he had a path and wore very nice clothes, because now he had many followers and he was singing Guru Gimme Diksha today. So many disciples had given him dhoti, clothes, turban, tilak, mala, sweets, fruits, roots, baskets of many gifts. Now, now he was now the body guru. Now he had become like bigger guru. So then what did this lady do? She took all that garbage and she threw it on his head. And this way, he was covered completely by all this dust. Now he became very angry. He took a huge rock. He said, who, are, who do you think you are? You low caste lady. Just see what you've done to me now. I was supposed to get initiated today. And what have you done? Then Guruji asked, my dear son, what happened? Just see, now I've become impure now. So should I go bathe again? And Guruji said, now this proper time has passed now. The appropriate time, so we'll have to wait one more year. Because now this time will not return for one more year. So after one year, he returned for Diksha. Then again, one year passed and again he returned. And when he came, again he went and bathed in the river and he came. And when he was, he forgot what had happened one year before. That this lady had thrown all this garbage on him. 
Then the guru again called this lady and he said, Now collect cow dung, dust, dirt, garbage, take in a huge drum and then empty the drum on his head again from the roof. And then water we have collected. This way, throw everything on his head. And again you must be careful. Now I am there, don't worry, he said. Then she, then she called another, she called three, four ladies more, who had also collected so much garbage. They say these five, six ladies, they showered him with all this garbage that they had collected. No, he was covered head to toe. No, he could not even open his eyes, no, move his body. He was covered by so much garbage. Then he charged shouting, oh Guruji, what has happened? So, no, I just bathed, no, and I came, and again they have covered me with this garbage. Then he said, no, again, this time is gone. Now wait for one more year. Then after one more year, he came. Then what Guruji, he told, he told this lady. Now again, he had forgotten what had happened. Because he was getting so much prestige, respect. They would surround him from all four sides. They were giving him bograg, they were feeding him by their own hands, respecting him. No one would come to Guru, but everyone would come to the disciple. So then, he said, oh Guruji, now one year has passed, so go bathe in the river now. And return quickly. And I'll give you this Brahman Diksha. Then he, then again he went, he bathed, and while he was coming back, then his followers were beating drums. You know, he became a yogi. There were so many beating drums, singing, dancing, accompanying him, saying, no, Guru Maharaj will initiate me. And what Guruji say? Before you say, you see, before people, when they would pass stool, they would pass stool on leaves. They would pass through a stool in a hole, and whatever they would pass would be collected on leaves. There were no sewer lines then. So they say there'd be like huge pots, and they pass in these pots, and the lady would come and clean all this. So he says, Guru said, bring all these pots now. And as he came again, then you empty all these pots on his head. And they say, the stool should enter his ears, eyes, nose, mouth. And they say you must also put all the stool over all his followers. They say they must play holy with stool. They take stool and start throwing it to each other. Like holy. And again you must do this. Then what happened? Again all the ladies, they collected all the stool that they could find. Not one or two. They were like the entire group of ladies. They do. And then as soon as he came with his followers, then they showered them with all the stool that they had collected. Now he was completely covered, his clothes, by his silken clothes, everything was covered by stool now. And then what happened? No, he just stood there. And then he fell at the feet of this lady. And he said, Oh my mother, you have delivered me now. No, I don't want Diksha, no, I don't want Guru, no, you are my Guru now. Because... I didn't have so much patience. Then Guruji, he came. And he said, there's no need for you to bathe now. Now you have impurities within and without. Inside out. Until now you were thinking you had these. You were very ignorant. Therefore, you were thinking, this is pure, this is impure. This is good, this is bad. You had this discrimination. Now you are in established. In Nirgun Tattva. No, no need for you to bathe. Now I'm giving you Diksha immediately. And Guruji said, oh, this lady, she's my Guru. 
because she has made me so tolerant. Then Guruji, he said, this lady who has abused you, chastised you, insulted you, criticized you, beaten you, then this way they have taken all your sins away. And those who have praised you, given you gifts, and respected you, this way they have taken all your pious activities away. So they say, I examined you, I tested you, I wanted to see how pure your heart has become. So therefore I told this lady, to, to throw all these things on me. Now you have passed the test. Because the first year people were abusing you so much. And the second year, and now, and in third year, now you become so humble, so patient. Now you are qualified for Diksha. Now I will give you this Brahmagyan. Because the seed will not uh, sprout in a desert. So therefore, without Hari Kripa, you cannot have the association of the Santas. As long as Sadhu is not had, you see, Sadhu is never uh, greedy. He is never greedy to take the wealth away of his disciples. He is not a bogey. He is always engaged in Hari Ketan, Hari Seva. He is always established in his relationship with Sri Bhagavan. By accepting his shelter, then automatically, spontaneously, this tendency to serve will also appear in one's heart. Bhava Shakti will be empowered, will be transmitted into his heart. And he will be free from the prison house of Maya. And he will be liberated from the shackles of Moha. Illusion. So Vyasasanga, wicked intelligence arises. Turbuddhi. At the time, one is overcome by lust, anger, greed, envy, happiness, distress, profit, loss, gain, infamy, repute. This way one is overcome by all these dualities of material world. So one becomes very fearful. At the time, one is, when this Bhagavad Shakti appears in one's heart, at that time, Then the sadhus, there is, there is bandhus, there is dear friends. And they're always giving him this sadgyan, sadgun. And always protecting him, making his life blissful. So Prabhupada, he said, this is the ancestors dance when they see the devotees appear in their family. Even the demigods become very happy. And Mother Earth becomes very happy. They have great fortune for me. There are huge, there are nice, beautiful flowers blossomed in my heart. Means Sadhu Mahatma has appeared here in my realm. Now he will make my life so happy. Because the demons, they are always committing many atrocities to Mother Earth. They take everything away from her. But still they envy. They take so much rice, but they hide all this rice out. Pritidhi is giving rice for everyone, but they said no, it's only for me, and they, they store everything and hide everything away. Even this rice may be decomposed, decay, still they will not give it to anyone. They will collect all the clothes, they will not let anyone else wear these clothes. They will not give these clothes to poor people. They will not even give these clothes to anyone. Even when he is in his house, he will... Uh, 
He will not give this clothes even to his relatives. He'll say, all these clothes are mine. Why should I give? I have collected them. I have worked hard for them. But who has given you the strength to work? Who has given you this qualification? If you are not magnanimous, generous, if you are a miser, if you are very selfish, then you will have to suffer. Therefore, in the Bhagavatam 11th canto, this history of this Tridandi Bhikshu is described. He was a Brahmin from Avantidesh, Ujjain. He was very wealthy, but he never gave any clothes to his wife. He gave one sari and he said, and he have this, he'd have his wife wear the sari for many years. And he give only little food to his children so that the children don't become strong and fight with him. And he would give, uh, he would give stale and spoiled food to his servants. He didn't care if anyone died. He was such a miser. And you know, when the children became big, then the wife also had to suffer so much because of him. She also became very emaciated, pale. And the neighbors were seeing, oh, this person. So once this person, he went out somewhere because he was a merchant. He was a saudagar. He'd never give any taxes to the government. He'd steal everything away. So the government came and, and then took everything away that he had. And the government took everything away from him. Then the children and the wife, they, they hid everything away. And the servants took everything away from him. And when he was coming, he had nothing left in his house. No one would speak to him. And they insulted him and they chased him away. And then he took sannyas. And he said, I have no one now. Now he took sannyas. When he took sannyas, when he came to Dandakamadalu, door opened, and he went for Bhiksha, people would throw stones at him, they would throw sand, mud at him. And if he gets some food, by, with great difficulty, if anyone would see the food, they'd urinate on him, or they would catch a shikha and pull him by the head, or they take his sannyas danda and beat him with his own danda, they'd, they'd uh, take his coping out, pull his coping out. They insulted him in so many ways. Humiliated him. Then he said, "Tatte no papakam." He said, "Whatever I've done, you now I'm suffering for the things I've done previously." Oh, bravo! That time I was ignorant, but now bestow mercy upon me that I can be more tolerant and now forget you. They become separate from me, Lord Sweet. Then he was crying and weeping this way. But you see, this way, so if Pratidevi, she becomes very sad, Mother Earth. But you see, this person was born on my lap, and ultimately he'll enter inside me, this person, when he dies. But now he's saying, I'm the husband of Mother Earth. I'm Grepati, I'm Ripati, I'm Bhupati, I'm Prithipati, I'm the husband of Pratidevi. So this person, he took birth on my lap naked. And he'll enter into me when he dies. And now he's saying he's my husband. What is he saying? Yes, he's wicked intelligence. For Prithidevi, she says, if any bhakta takes birth, then she, he will free Prithidevi from any misery that she's experiencing. Why? He corrects all the jivas. He reforms them. And then he teaches the jivas to respect each other. And to act for everyone's welfare. 
He does so many things, but he's very angry at heart. Although he's showing so much of, of his devotion, and he's a hot yogi, and he's very angry. He's always uh, addicted to, to opium, pang, chilam, sars, all these intoxicants. And if he cannot, then if he cannot smoke marijuana, then he'll start drinking alcohol. He'll do all bad things. So, from, it seems that he's a devotee, but he's not really a devotee. Therefore, there were 13 sampradays, upper sampradays. During this Tutaram stand, Tutaram Babaji, he counted 13 sampradays. Overall, Asat Sangha is 13 upper sampradays. Nathu Sangha. One who is always carrying the flag of Dharma. All these things of himself. But one thing is, I am Dharmic, I am Saint, I am Mahamundaleshwar, I am Brahmalin. Then, if he, even if he thinks himself very highly, still, he will never serve anyone. He will desire that everyone serve him. I say, Sadhu is known by his humanity. By such humanity, he says everyone is one. Even one may be chandal, untouchable, dog-eater. May be a very low caste, but he belongs to Ishwar. Dharma is to work for the benefit of others, but we hate people. We neglect them. You don't give them any respect. Then what will be the result? Who will suffer this result? Therefore, we must respect all the Jeevas thinking and Bhagavan is residing in their hearts. Respect your mother, your father, your uncles. But if someone is very, but if one is, so it doesn't mean one should neglect and hate others, no. If you're not giving them proper knowledge, then you are also in ignorance. So respect them, love them. And then give them these proper instructions. If you don't give them Sadhguru, then he will be full of so many bad qualities and he will give pain to everyone. So Sadhguru, Sadhu, he has so many good qualities, yes. Always working for the benefit of others. And his behavior is always immaculate. Then by seeing him, then you realize that truly his heart is very soft. Because Sadhu is never a cause of distress for others. The others may do something, they may say something. But the savior of ignorance, they don't understand. Shadu, he'll never add fire to this, why? Because he's very intelligent. You see, an intelligent person will never think of harming anyone. He'll never look for retribution. There's one person, he thinks I'm very qualified. How can you address me in such an informal way as to? Why are you insulting me in this way? Why are you showing yourself to be like this? 
then he files a court case and so his entire life is spent in court cases this so is ruining his life as well as the lives of his dependents see the birds and animals have no proper knowledge sometimes they even kill people they attack But being humans we should not have these animalistic tendencies sadhu is always serving everyone Arguji would say in a Torah. Suppose the Dukhoid is coming. And even if he beats, he's beaten you. Still when he comes to Anam Apsa, then fold your hands and respectfully receive him. Don't say, oh, you respect, you beat me that day on the streets. I know you come to eat here. Who do you think you are? Don't say this. Also, you feed the person with respect. And when by your respect, his mind will change. You see, according to the, this, this, this saying, that according to the water you drink, the words will appear from your mouth. And according to the food you eat, your mind will be made. So, this is like a saying. Someone's like one person, he's distributing prasad. You see, if one person is, if, if one person is always, uh, um, if, you see, if one person is your enemy, Then when you're giving him sabji, don't think I'll only give him alu, I won't give him paneer, no. In fact, you should respect him and love him even more. Give him more paneer, give him more sweets. Then he'll see, then he'll never think of you as his enemy. No. So, who is enemy? Who is friend? Only the fruits of our karma are appearing as our enemies, as our friends. We are responsible for everything. One old lady, she was white, weeping so much. Saying, oh, you're Maharaj. But, oh, I'm no very old lady. I had only one son and you took that son away. The Maharaj came as a small boy. Why are you crying? Oh, this one snake has bitten my boy. He's dead. Then he said, this is not, this is not the mistake of the, this is not the fault of the snake. This is Yam, this is Yamraj's fault. So then, why did this snake bite only your son? Why not bite anyone else? Because of his own karma. And then your Maharaj, he said, when time comes, one will have to bear, one will have to suffer the fruits of his karma, his own. He himself will have to suffer. He appeared as his son, but you could not save this boy. The snake bit him. Because his karma appeared as the snake and bit him, and he is dead now. I uh, see, I didn't do anything. Only the fruits of his own karma has taken him to Yamlok. Do you desire that I give your son back? But if I give the son back to you, will you be happy? But will you stay forever in this world? You will also have to leave your body one day or the other. Santamara starts speaking. Then the lady asked, who are you? I am Yamaharaj himself. You asked me to come so appear as this boy. Why to, why to convince you? So will you be able to save your son your whole life? Will he be able to stay by your side your whole life? Always listen to Dharma. You follow Dharma. And you should also make your son follow Dharma. And then the, his fruits of his karma would also be destroyed. See, one wants to be a mother, one wants to be a father, but he cannot train his children properly. 
Because they themselves don't follow dharma. So then, how will the children learn dharma? Therefore, the children, they are only suffering the fruits of their karma. They are suffering from this. Therefore, the sin is coming to you. Therefore, you are also very sad. You see, also sometimes, one, they may even die. Then one becomes very sad. So, so if you are always doing Bhagavad Bhajan, then you will never be sad. And even the children would have never been sad. If you have taught them how to do Hari Bhajan. Therefore, the Dharma Dajis are those who pretend to be dharmic. But they are not, but they are not, but not really dharmic. Just by dressing up like a Babaji, are you doing Bhajan? What is the meaning of Bhajan? Bhajadatu Sevayam. It is formed from the root verb, Bhajadatu Seva. But are you serving for your own Pratishta to show off to others? No, you should serve for Krishna's happiness. You should know that this world is Prabhu's. This world is not ours. We will not stay here forever. This place is a training center. If you do something good, then Prabhu, his eyes are everywhere. He sees in everything. Just by closing our eyes, we think we are not seeing anyone. But Bhagavan's eyes are never closed. He is seeing everything. So if one, if one, if you do something nice, then the fruit of that activity will come to you, not to anyone else. And if you work for the benefit of others, so many will be benefited. And, and then all the blessings will come to you. That's why the entire world will be very happy by your wrongdoers. And you'll have get all their mercy, the presence of this world. And this way, by the satsanga, the vikyan is had. And the person is benefited. Therefore, Prabhupada is saying, but as long as one has not come in the presence of the bhaktas, then this Bhagavad Gyan, Bhagavad Kripa, Sadgun, where can they get all these qualities from? Therefore, if you have any separate desires, then how will they go on their own? They will never go on their own. And who will bless the person who is, uh, if one doesn't have any well-wishers, then how can he protect himself from becoming an Anyabalashi? For his own, one should never be hungry for one's own Pratishta. One should always engage in Seva. And this way one should think that the fruits of karma are coming to me. And one should humbly accept them. So one should not be fearful. So say, if you insult your parents, your superiors, your guru, your relatives, your friends, or some well-wishers who are always giving you good instructions, or the Rishimashis, Tapasvis, Brahmashis, or else you're, in, you're uh, insulting your teachers, giving you good instructions. If you're insulting them and not obeying them, and if you're criticizing them, then you will ruin your life. Your life will become like a desert. See, if a person doesn't have this kripa, his heart will become very dry. He'll always be sad. As long as mercy of one's superiors is not present, then the heart will never become full of frost. 
never be happy and, and peaceful. Because it's great fire going inside within your heart. You're always restless. Why are you so restless? Because the kripa of our Guru Varga is not being showered upon you. So how can you get this kripa? If you're going on the wrong path, and if you're, if you're criticizing others, neglecting others, insulting others, taunting others, then whose mercy will come upon you? Will the mercy of any Guru Varga come upon you? So one may intentionally, unintentionally, anyhow we think of their welfare, think about how to work for their well-being, then Krishna's mercy inevitably come upon you. No one can stop this flow of mercy. You'll always be happy. And then so many people become happy because of you. So don't speak harsh words to anyone. You see, one, normally an arrow, you see, can only kill one person. But one person speaks harsh words, then that arrow can kill thousands of people, can affect thousands of people. So don't make your words impure. Make your words very pure. These words are only transformed to Shabda Brahma when you use these words for the proper purpose. For Bhagavan Seva. But if you're using these words for like dirty things, that place is no different than a drain. It's no different than a garbage pile. If one is trying to criticize others. And worms will appear there. And so many diseases, infections arise from such a garbage dump. One becomes very unfortunate. Why? Because your words are so dirty. And your mouth is... You see, the words you use cause great pain to everyone. They never bring happiness to anyone. One will not even address his father by his, by, one will not even call his father father or his mother mother. He'll call his father mother all sorts of real names. And they say, even the parents don't say anything and then he acts as he behaves as he wishes. But who will suffer the fruits of such misbehavior? You see, one, he abuses his servant so much, his house servants. Once I told one uh, owner of a company, you see, all your employees are, are earning money for you. All the servants, you're drinking their blood and you're taking all the taxes. But no one thing, if you misbehave with them, then tomorrow, you see, you will become their, you will become subservient to them. You will become their servant. Don't think that you will only be the master and they're all your servants. Because, you see, if you misbehave, then the fruit will only come to you. Therefore, don't speak harsh words. Then if you say, oh, if I don't chastise him, then he will not do anything. So I have to chastise him. You see, don't, uh, with love, with respect, with a melting heart, gentle nature, sweet behavior, you can transform anyone. You see, even a servant, if you are loving to him, then even if he don't say anything, still he will do everything. Many of us were with Guruji. Guruji would never say anything to anyone. There are so many Shri temples. Would he tell, you have to do this, you have to do that. Is there any discipline enacted there? See, one Pujari cannot 
do archan then other pujari comes if one cannot cook then another comes so everything is carried out with so much love so so this is all happening by guruji's prem love shakti sneha affection say this love and affection of his is inspiring everyone to serve how long can you discipline one person and be strict with him he'll run away one day or another is a servant he's there for two days three days and run away to another place your behavior should be very good with others is in the company sometimes they get bonuses one gets bonus so can you not give a bonus to others can you not speak sweet words to others if you speak sweet words to anyone then they'll give you so much in return like i've seen and now see other persons they beg on the streets and then whatever they get they come and uh, give to the temple why i never told them that you come and give to the temple because they know that these people they behave so nicely with us they're feeding so many people they think about me they speak so sweetly to me sometimes when i'm sick they give me medicine they give me clothes they give me food even this will not make them happy unless you really speak sweetly to them then you should speak sweetly to them behave nicely to them but don't make your tongue dirty don't speak harshly to anyone don't use abusive language to anyone speak the truth speak sweet words speak the essence what is the what is the sign of eloquence learn to tolerate don't speak unnecessarily be patient be tolerant this is the fruit of tapasya austerity so probably says if you speak uh, strongly to someone then your words will cause great pain to their hearts and that pain will also end to make you suffer if they are suffering you will also suffer as guruji would say one devotee is so tolerant you see if a person is very tolerant and you see if you want drop of his eyes falls to the ground then you'll have to suffer as many lifetimes in hell because a person why are you beating him for no reason he never did anything to you for no reason you beat him abused him insulted him and when he weeps as many tears fall on the ground then for that many lifetimes you have to suffer in hell because bhagwan has eyes and ears everywhere he's seen everything listened to everything bhagwan has given you the qualification good qualities so don't think i like as i wish oh i'm the authority i can act as i wish you see even trees are very big what do these trees do by their shade fruits they benefit everyone if you really uh, very uh, senior then the entire world should be benefited by you uh, even if you cannot do anything just speak sweetly to others respect others like they say in india atithi deva bhava if a guest comes let's treat him like a demigod even if he comes without any invitation still you treat him very nicely now before we should invite somebody now we don't invite anyone if anyone comes then we respect them respectfully receive them because we invite anyone when we cannot receive them properly then who then who will serve the fruit because now i'm not yet qualified to receive you properly when we become qualified to receive someone then we'll invite them but now we are unqualified we are useless ignoble and is a hopeless so slowly gradually we learn how to respect and receive others so if a proper he saying in this life 
if we want to tread this path of auspiciousness, then first of all, discipline yourself. Discipline the way you speak. Don't speak uselessly. Don't abuse anyone. And don't cause the suffering to come upon yourself. Don't speak such words. You see, the parents, they look after the children with so much love, so much patience. And the child, he speaks so harshly to his parents. He uses them with so many bad words. Then who will suffer for this? See, a person, he is saying something. And we misinterpret his words. And then we, we, we oppose him. Then we suffer. So as soon as you wake up in the morning, pray to Bhagwan that I never be in a satsang. Oh Prabhu, may I never be entangled in a satsang. May my mind not influence me to engage in wicked activities. Always protect me. Don't make me, don't cast me far from your lotus feet. Always keep me in satsang. Give me these divine qualities so that I can work for the benefit of everyone. Or listen tomorrow. Then they...